There we go. Welcome to another segment of BuddyCast. I'm here with a good buddy of mine, Aaron Forsythe. Aaron and me are comed- our local comedians. That's how We're I know him. Boots. Mm-hmm. We're We've in done- cahoots. Exactly. We've done plenty of open mics together. We've done a few shows together even. And yeah, it's just been, it's been a blast the entire time. So yeah, he's one of the energetic comedians. He's one of those that are always like jumping around on stage, you know, and it works for him. Yeah, I know. I know. I get shot out of a cannon when it happens. You know, it's like I get so excited that I just I blow up, you know, I know. Absolutely. Even- Getting this one's even tickling the nutsack because I'm getting a little excited. Exactly. I haven't, lot, I haven't had a lot of human interaction with the quarantines. Mm. So, so I'm so, making you out of your yeah. shell. Oh, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm good for it. I'm good for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, as I mentioned, you're you do stand up comedy. So I do stand up comedy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What inspired you to do it? Who? Well, most people know I've been in a band for years, you know, 20 something plus years. So I've been, you know, playing bass and singing in rock bands and doing the whole thing. Let's shoot up. Let's shoot back in time about three years ago. Mm -hmm. I was was hitting a low. Music is kind of hitting a high or a low. And, uh, you know, as any creative person does, I got a little depressed. So here's what I did. I, I, I had got some advice from some friends who were saying, if you're going to be depressed, hang around your funniest friends. So I started doing that. I, uh, and then I find myself at Junior's. I just, and, and a buddy of mine who was co-owner of Junior's at the time was giving me free tickets. So I just kept going, you know, Rob, Rob, he yeah. Was real nice. Rob. Yeah. He's a good buddy of mine. I knew him through music, but he, he was giving me free tickets. So what I would do every weekend, I was just, hitting comedy, you know, hitting the club, hitting the club and going there. And I got to say, laughter was truly the best medicine. I got, I got out of there rejuvenated. I, I, I just feeling better. The endorphins in your brain start going when you're, when you're laughing, you know? So through that, after about four shows, I was like, I think I can do this. I think I can do this. But, you know, I started concocting things. Then lo and behold, I'll Here's an open mic. Try that. Try that. I wasn't sure if I was going to make the transition, but I did and uh, reinvented myself. It was kind of like because music, like I said, music was kind of in its ninth ninth inning for me. You know, it's it's still there. It's still in my life. And I do the thing. But I needed I needed to laugh. And that was the key. Got rid of the depression, got rid of everything. And I realized I don't want to say I had a higher calling, but more of a higher use for myself you know it's kind of like when you play music it's kind of egocentric you hope people are gonna like it but you end up eventually just being a glorified beer salesman so there i am uh, you know eh, doing my thing but i figured out i was selling beer and selling the night selling the party and that to me was cool but and it was making me money but it was not fulfilling the soul i was not moving the soul dial and uh, comedy moves the sold out. Comedy for me, I think, because we all want to laugh. It's the connection. It's the connection we all have. You could you could be 18 or you can be 80. And the laugh, it's the laugh. And, those, and the endorphins that made my head hum and tingle, I'm now able to do for other people, which, which is the cathartic 
merging of it all. That's so that was my realization. That's why I did it. Yeah. So did how I long answer? have you been doing it? Huh? How long uh, have you been doing it? Well, with quarantine now, I'm rolling into the third year, you know, back end of two and a half, you know, three. It, the quarantine, I don't know. How long have we been in quarantine? It seems like I've been locked away forever. I don't know. <laughs> I, it's probably only been about, what, four months now? I think I, so. Yeah. Feels like I, I know. I know. It's like everything shit the bed there about end of March. I know. I know it. But those last few months of shows, things were clicking. Things were clicking. All, all my comic friends, you, Craig, Anthony, everybody's act was just really, the bar was getting higher and everybody was just kind of lifting. I could see us all growing and our personalities coming out and then, then it went, then it went dark. So here we are, here we are in the darkness, surviving it. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Absolutely. Now, how many open mics and shows do you think you've done total in those years? Mm, well, start off light at first. The first like six months, yeah, it's a little light, give or take, yank this, do that. But I, w I think the last, before quarantine, I was rounding out about uh, about 100 a year, it turns out. I mean, but then you mix that, I was doing music gigs too. So, you know, half my life or half my week has had always been gigs, you know, whether it's music or, or open mics. But I know last year was pretty much a solid 100, 110, somewhere in there. For a whole year, which wasn't bad. I mean, actual great gigs, yeah, twenty. The other ones were me bombing in front of open mics. You know, you know how it is. We, yeah. you, you and I have done those shows where we're playing to eight people. Eight people, and our comic friends are the only ones there. You know, and they're all like, Argh. I was about to say, eight people, and five of them are fellow performers. Oh, I know. It's like preaching to the choir on that one. But, uh -huh. That's what you do. That's as comics, we we got to do that because if if we can do good in front of our peers, then we can. Then it's safe to say civilians will kind of like us. I, I I always hope. I hope. I view open mics as like t ball or like uh, practice. You know. I do. I do. Yeah. I do. I do in that sense. But I find I I've been treat. I always treat them like real gigs. Oh yeah, that's what you got to do in practice too. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like a dresser. No slugger ever just picked up a baseball bat and just went smack the first time, you know? Right, right. So it's the dress rehearsal. I call it, you exactly. know, because you, you, I do my practice in like eh, a couple hours before. During the day, I'm in my office, you know, and I'm just walking mm -hmm. around saying my things and 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 thinking in my head, the brain's churning, how I'm going to say that word or move that word around. But no, it's a gig. Open mics are a gig. And I know some comics go in there and just go, ah, it's an open mic. Who gives a fuck? And they go in there and slack it off. I don't believe in that. I think you should go in guns a-blazing, guns a-blazing, and light it up. You know, even if it is 10 comic friends or you got 30, 30 or so civilians, it doesn't matter. I, I love that. I love the dichotomy of that. The, the who knows what tonight's going to bring. So that's what you do. I thrive off it. I love it. Absolutely. Now, what's your favorite joke or story to tell during of these? My, of mm -hmm. mine or yours? Yeah, of yours. Oh, of mine. Oh. You can tell mine too if you want. <laughs> yeah, you got a few. Um, yeah. I like, well, the past, I have a few bits that I don't know if anyone out there has seen it, but I, a lot of, 
I constructed my main seven minutes to be like, I start off with the old, oh, I wouldn't kick her out of bed for eating crackers line. Who says that? Da, da, da. But then it ties into, I, I call it back. See what they call the call back. I call it back to the, uh, I got a joke after about being at the Motel 6 and making, you know, diary hand turkeys. And then I, I go into this whole bit about state mottos, state mottos, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I make fun of Ohio and I make fun of New York a little bit, which I don't know if that's going to work in Omaha, but it works for now. But uh, yeah, and then that, yeah, and then I got a little flim flam afterwards that I've been trying to trying to cut off at the heels there and try to trim and paste. But uh, yeah, that's I think I like the state model bit is probably the best one because it's I I don't want to say it's that super hilarious, but it seems to work for civilians. It works on all levels, all age groups, but. It's kind of an original bit, which, you know, you know, as us as comics, we all kind of pull, you pull out of the same pool. We pull out of the, like, everyone's got a dog joke. Everyone's got a Tinder joke. Everyone's got a this and that joke. Whereas I always felt like, you know, when I hit the state motto joke, I was like, hmm, I think I'm on to something here. You know what I mean? It was one of my true few originals, if you will, you know, original <laughs> thoughts. Yeah. So, Yeah. So you like the state models. I like that one too. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And then I, I've been towards the end there. I start working with the crowd a little more, tickling the crowd, tickling them up. I've been liking that. You know, I was never a stage work, work the crowd kind of guy until recently because that scared me. You know, I was always afraid, you know, like uh, I didn't want to break my script, you know, because I had kind of a mental script going on and kind of like act one, act two, act three. But when you, when you kind of let, give it give the power to the crowd a little bit and then you 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 get them all tingly and and personalize it then you can play around in the field a little bit so i I was liking that i was liking that yeah you know and it was fun absolutely what else do you want to know so how often do you write and is it something that comes easy to you or is it something that you spend like the entire day basically like you set aside all this time to say, this is what I'm doing today. Mm, no, I don't. What happens with me, I, I have a three-step process, which I'll go, I got a weird random idea. I might pull over on the side of the road. Like all of a sudden I go, oh, uh, chickens with pants. So I pull over on the side of the road, enter in my phone, and I'll put chickens with pants in the phone. Then I'll think about it. It'll it'll stir in my, it'll, it'll go in the head. Then I get home and I grab the black moleskin book. You know, the book. We've all got one of these. So then I, 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 right, right. I write it in there. And that's when it becomes the form. And then from there, I'll, I'll let it marinate. I'll move on to the next one, put the next one. So I get about ideas every other day, something, you know, I'll get a lightning strike. I'll pass it up. But then at the end of the week, I usually go back in through what, what lightning struck. And then I start editing get rid of it, get rid of that, get rid of that, and trim it down, trim, 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 because as they say in songwriting, don't bore us, get to the chorus. So I, you know, you know, you gotta, you gotta trim the fat, you know, make those, make those premises, make those opening things not so lengthy, you know, Hmm. because we're dealing with a short attention span world out there, and it's best that we 
get to the point, you know, as quick as possible on stage. I mean, we've got eight minutes, 10 minutes, seven minutes mm-hmm. to, to win them over and be on to the next bit. So we got to get a laugh. So that's why I edit. It's all about editing. Mm-hmm. Get rid of those extra words. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a that's great advice. I like the advice. Take out the fat and just go to it, you know? Yes. Yes. Like I said, like songwriting, don't bore us, get to the chorus. Boom. Mm-hmm. That's what I like. Give that's me, what I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Give us a hook. Where's the hook? Yeah. You know, don't give us this big, long intro with helicopter noises. You know, mm-hmm. no, I want, <laughs> you know, you want that thing. You want, you know, you want schlickety do instant gratification. You don't want the commercials. You want the actual show. Yes, yes, yes. We want the payoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are your hopes and dreams for when it comes to comedy? Ooh, well, that's multi-layered. Uh, let me think. Well, I would say my immediate goal would be, I, you know, honestly, I just want, I'm not looking to be some huge headline or anything like that. I would just like to go to comedy clubs and be the go-to feature. Like I love featuring, right? Cause it's less pressure. I don't have to sell the tickets. I just gotta be, I just gotta bring the, bring in the noise and bring the show to a new level. You know, so I just want to be the feature. I, I would love that. I want to make feature money. I want to, I want to do real gigs more real clubs. I want to travel. I want to do, you know, I want to, I want to do my Thursday through Saturday night, five shows and feature and make some feature money and some free drinks and high five people out the door and have a good time. Send the love. Now, beyond that, I thought about that. Like sometimes I get existential and you think, eh, what do I want here? Do I want to get on TV? Do I... That would all be great, but it seems like a pipe dream. It seems like it's far away. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So yeah, for now, for now, I just want to be a main call feature in bigger act in bigger cities. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, but you know, you ever when the clock turns eleven eleven, or or when you find the four leaf clover and you you blow on it? What's your wish? Do you make the wish? I do at eleven eleven sometimes if I ever hey, happen hey, to catch hey. it. Yeah, I do it too. Now I don't want to jinxy jizzy jinx myself, but I always say, you know, I whenever I do it, I go. I want the world to hear my name. And that 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 is basically now I hope it's not through, you know. I was about to say, how do you define that wish? Because there could I be know, the world yeah. you're thinking the glorious, and there could be the on this episode of cops. Exactly. Yes, yeah. I don't want to be that guy in the middle of a protest or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, yes. So who knows? You know, the, but they always say there's the old saying, God only gives you what you need, not what you want. So I go with that and I go, well, the world's not going to hear my name, but eh, maybe, maybe. So yeah, yeah, I got dreams just like anyone else. You want, you, you want something more. And I would like for it to pay off with a little chingola, pay off the house a little bit, you know, I would, it would be nice to not have to live check to check. I mean, at my, you know, when you're around in 40 and you're living check to check, it's like, this sucks, it sucks. I would like a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. And I, and believe me, I'm not in it for the money. I just want a little bit of a nice side benefit. Yeah, yeah. I just like that. Yeah, I'd like to be able to tip good. And, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, yeah, really. Yeah. Now, who are some of your comedic role models? Ooh. Hmm. Well, I have different ones for different reasons. Now, originally, when I started going to the club, the one who made a difference on me, John Reap. John Reap. There's something about John okay. Reap. 
loved the character of him and just the way he connected with people. Um, uh, Don Collier was a good one. But, you know, when I see live, like, I love the storytelling and the expressionism of Jim Brewer. He's kind of more my style, but yet he's long form. I'm not long form. I love the joke telling of somebody like a Mike Cannon or I, I'm a huge, I'm a huge Mark Norman fan or Joe List. I love those guys. Uh, but, you know, I like the characters. I like people who are are a little different. You know, sometimes I get a little, what's the word? I get a little overran with the comics who they go up and they just talk and they're just like, they're too cool for school. You know, I, exactly. I want, I want a character. I want somebody to go, ah, you know, and, and, and be fun. You know, that's why I like the John Reaps and I like, I like the, the Jim Brewers and the people like that, that, that are actually more expressionists. You know, when I was a kid, I grew up, I remember being nine years old and loving Steve Martin, you know, Steve Martin, wild and crazy guy, the way he was, you know what I mean? I know a lot of comedians will go, oh, you got to, you, you have to, you have to listen to, you know, George Carlin and all that stuff, which he's fine. He's great. But I, I kind of like the silly. I kind of, I kind of like the sillier guys, you know? <laughs> Sounds like yeah. your dad likes me too. Oh yeah. Yeah. My dog's broken. She's got something wrong with her. She basically, yeah. Barks at anything that goes by. Yeah. It's okay. yeah, my dog yeah. does the same thing. Mm-hmm. So who are, you mentioned all your role models. Who are three pros that made it to the big leagues today that you would one day like to perform with? Hmm. Well, I would, you know, honestly, because I, I think the level of like, I, I would love to be a feature for like somebody like a Burt Kreischer or somebody like on that level to where it'd be like they're doing theaters, but I'm the, I'm just the quiet feature guy who gets his 10 minutes, you know, mm-hmm. Burt, I, I, and somebody with a cool, loyal fan base like that, that's that if you're in their cool club, you would be like Burt Kreischer's got a loyal fan fan base. So it'd be somebody that by association, you know, but I, you know, Brewer would be a great one. I'll, you know, I'll, although we're similar, so I wouldn't want to trample on his gig. But I, I, yeah, anyone, you know, I always daydream too. You know, you have you ever daydreamed about like, oh, I wonder what it would be like in the uh, those redneck comedy guys. You know, like the, like you know, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, like Reap and all them. Yeah, well, he's great, but more like the more like the uh, get her done guy and people. Oh, like that. Yeah, you know, some of those guys with the loyal fan bases that are ravenous and they, you know, I'd like to get in with some of those kind of folks, you know, and just be mm-hmm. be, be the different guy on the bill instead of the same kind of guy. Because I feel like if I was on a bill with, with Brewer, if I was on a bill with Mark Norman or something like that, they're so good and they're, they're, they're they kind of think like I do. So it'd be like, I wouldn't be any different. The fans would just be like, hmm. I'd rather go somewhere where they don't, where you're, you know what I mean? You, you know where I'm going with this? You know, where they're a little different. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. How about you? What's your one? What's your big dream? Ooh. My big dreams would include a few locals, you know? I always love Tammy Pescatelli. Oh, she's uh, good. I've seen her a couple yeah. times. Yeah, she's good. Well, Brad Williams, for example, you know? Oh, Brad's good, people in the same yeah, night. I loved him. I've seen him live, yeah. too. He's great. Yeah, there's always a lot of, I'm more of the type, like, I don't mind performing with people like that. Like, the people who come to juniors, you know? 
Mm-hmm. I'm not the comedian who's looking to open up for like um trying to think of like I'm not the guy who's trying to open up for like um I had the name on the tip of my tongue and you know like the big shots like Jerry Seinfeld or like you know Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. too scary. Yeah, just something like something at juniors would be awesome. Like something like um what you got? Something like a simple hey, you know, here's my good friend Tammy Pescatelli. Hey, here, you know, John Meep's mm-hmm. a big name, but at the same time, he's, you know, someone you got to talk to after juniors and actually took time to talk to because yes, they're, accessible. they're not like superheroes. They're accessible. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They're the type of people that will take time and just say to you, hey, here's what's going on, you know? Yes. Like, for, like for example, I caught a foul ball. I went to a Seawolves game right before John Reap show when he came to Erie the last time. And I caught, it was because Tim Tebow came to town and I had, I got free vouchers from my, from my work and I caught Tim Tebow's foul ball. His it was a line drive straight to me. My cousin stepped in the way to protect me, but it was a line drive. Like if my cousin hadn't stepped in at the last minute, I would have been reading John Reap like this. Hey man, how's it going? You know? Wow. Did you so, get him to sign it or anything after the match? Not Tim Tebow, but John Reap. I actually, because I had it in my pocket, and I'm like, you know what? You know how comedians always share a story of something that happened after the show? Yeah. And you say you signed a baseball after a comedy show. That's cool. Yeah, he'll remember you. He'll be like, oh, exactly. hey, but you're yeah. a memorable fellow. So I don't oh, think, yeah. you know, he'll remember you. I mean, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, but yeah, story. like those guys, like, the ones that take the times to interact with their fans afterwards. It's not just after the show, photo op, smile. Okay, see you later. You know. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. I like that too. I know. They, yeah, like Jay Farrell was like that too, where it's like they, they're just so, they seem larger than life when they're doing their thing. But when you, you know, they take the time in between. And it, if they know you're a comic, mm-hmm. there's, they can sense it. There's a certain thing we exude as comics you know like it's mm-hmm. I, I call it the force it's like we're exuding the jedi force they sense it because they see you know they you they know they know yeah. yeah exactly i always ask them and this is gonna be my final question to you it's not coming up yet because i got one more question okay Let yep. rip. But i always ask them a certain question at the end of it so right. my next question to you is you know you and me do a lot of open mics we do. I think I've seen you at maybe ninety percent of all the open mics I've done. Yep. Yep. What? Uh, how do you think this pandemic is going to change the open mic setting? Hmm. Well, immediately, I think it's going to lighten out the civilians a little bit that are scared. But honestly, I think people are ready to go back. So I think we're going to have a better civilian turnout. I think also uh, maybe it will get rid of the extra characters, like almost leave us, leave, leave us lifers there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Cause you know what it was like towards the end there. It's kind of like, well, in the beginning, you and I, we, there's like eight comics signing up. Now there's like 15 and then next year it'll be 30. You know what I mean? So the numbers are going up, but I think the numbers are going down for comics. So maybe there might be a little more breathing room for us, but mm-hmm. I, th- I think people are ready to get back. I mean, I'm yeah. nervous. I mean, believe me, I, I've been offered gigs and I'm not, not there yet because I know the COVID numbers are going up and I, you know, I'm adhering to the, you know, I don't, I don't want to get, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get sick, you know, and and I'm not one who thinks it's a hoax. I believe it's real. And, uh, you know, 
yeah. don't want to get anyone else sick too, you know? So I want that, uh, I'm following the rules. Absolutely. I report on it every day. I know this isn't a joke. Heck, my mom is, I love her. I love her. My mom is petrified with this stuff. I, I come yeah. home every day from work and take a shower. Good. I, As well she should be. I know. Absolutely. And I don't blame her because I, like I said, I, we have, you know, we have report on this every day. We even have a doctor friend. So you've made, you've heard me make fun of him before. Mm-hmm. So good when I compare him to Rocket Man. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah. 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 yeah that guy. Nice. Yeah. So he's, t- you know, he's our inside source and telling us, yeah, this isn't like, this isn't just something that, oh, like some t- political hoax or something. This is the real deal. Like he's seen the full state. Like he's seen the people on the ventilators. He's seen those people who have, yes. you know, yes. who yeah. were- Tina, my girlfriend being a nurse, she's seen a person <laughs> too. And, you know, having to see a hand somebody an iPad because their family can't say goodbye to them. And they have to say goodbye on an iPad. Exactly. Should be a wake up call for some people, you know, but instead you got these nudniks on Erie News now going, ah, open up. Oh, yeah. So they can go get their deep fried assholes somewhere. And <laughs> and they don't even care about the, the ramifications of. of exactly. Know. And I see that all the time, too. Like I see a bunch of social media posts. I just want the county open. So you can go back to your day to day life. And because I think this is an opportunity. For example, yeah. for comics and you and me, it's an opportunity to create more stuff. It's yeah. it's that chance we needed to just sit down. Don't get me wrong. I still have to go to work every day and everything like that. Yeah, same here. It's that chance to nothing's going on tonight. Nothing. You know, I don't have to go. I'm not. My friends aren't expecting me at the bar. My buddies aren't, you know, going out to this place tonight. So let's go with them. It's a chance to just sit down, relax. And that's the perfect opportunity to write something, you know? Yep, that's what I've been doing. And quite honestly, and it's also helped, and I talk about it on my podcast, because, oh, since the quarantine's been going down, I started a podcast. I joined the club, which, by the way, my friend, compadre, I'm going to get you on in the next week or two. So don't you, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll gladly be on. You became a host, or you became a guest for me. I'll do the same for you. That's the that's the rub. We're crossing streams, but I the I want uh, I do talk about it a lot in the podcast as far as the quarantine is good because it makes us get back to reality here. The world paused, but you know when you're sitting around home, you know it's good to just be with the ones you love, locked in the house. You know what I mean, and just really get back. And all that competition and all that race for the gold isn't there, you know, because there is no gold at the moment. So it's kind of like. I'm a civilian. I'm no longer a musician. I'm no longer a comic anymore. I'm I'm Aaron the guy sitting in my house. So I got to be creative. I got to get it out. But there's no big race. It's not a race. The finish, you know. And you forget. You we we forget when we're all tangled and toiled in the daily grind of of comic. Got to get this microphone. Got to drive here. Got to go there. Got to get there. Where's my call? Where's this? And it's a whole thing. But no, no, quarantine was a slowdown. It was a, a leveler. I, I'm kind of okay with it. And it gave me a chance to write too, because when I come back on, I, I, yeah, I got, I got some jizzins that are going to happen. I, yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm ready you to got go. New pieces. You're ready, you're ready to try out. Yeah. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I got another question. I just thought of for you. Okay. Have you ever considered doing like a virtual show or are you, are you pro or against that? 
Hard to say. I've heard pros and cons. At the moment, like I would say no, but I've heard, I don't know. I don't know. Like if it was a group setting, like a bunch of comics talking, sure. But civilian wise, I'm kind of nervous because a lot of what I do is kind of in the moment and spontaneous and, and, and just like full body gestures and just, and getting weird with people. Uh, I don't know if it would translate over Zoom. But maybe, maybe I I'm not opposed to it. I you know I've done a couple little things here and there, but eh, I, I'll just kind of wait till it's time to get back. You know, yeah. for, you want the real deal. Yeah, because it is. There's something the experience of all of us in a club together. That's just you know what I mean. There's the yeah. caught moment. You know, right when you hit that, you have two drinks and your buddy just got done killing before it. And it's like, and you got the butterflies in your stomach and you're like, all right, I'm next on the list. Huh? You know, and you get that little in you and you get, and you, and you're like a Disney villain doing the skipper fingers, skipper fingers, you know, and, and you're just ready to go. And then boom, you know, they call your name and you're up. And I mm -hmm. love, I love that squirm. You know, I live for that zoom. I don't know if it'll happen. <laughs> but I'll try. If you got an idea, throw it my way. Hey, why yeah, not? Absolutely. I'm not absolutely. You, me, and my girlfriend will have to do a, a show or something, you know? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I got to meet her in person. I've seen her on your little chat things. I've seen you guys. Yeah, you guys are yeah. quite the cute little couple. Yeah. 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 I'll tell you your story. Stay on afterwards for a few seconds when I end the broadcast. I'll tell you something about her. And I'm like, yeah. If they have pictures. Uh, there might be. <laughs> <They're both pictures. laughs> uh, anyways so i'm gonna end on this question if you don't mind okay. you got so it. as i mentioned before anytime i go to juniors i always ask a new comedian one question Ooh, okay what is your advice to someone out there who is practicing comedy like what's your advice if someone is watching right now and thinking you know, I've always wanted to try stand-up comedy, but I haven't really, like, you know, or maybe they're like us, where they're doing it, but they're, you know, they're waiting for their opportunity. Hmm. I would say, I would say it's okay. You're going to fall. You're going to trip. You're going to bomb. That is the whole thing. But you have to love it and have fun with it. You, you've got to laugh as well as making people laugh. If you can't laugh, they won't laugh, but you gotta have fun. You just gotta have fun and, 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 and just get better at it. And, and not every gig is going to be the daydream that you think you're going to see on Netflix. It ain't that it's, it's these dirty, dingy clubs playing to in a weird corner of the room, playing to people who think you're weird. You know, it doesn't matter. It's going to, you're going to have more bad gigs than good gigs, but that's okay. I, I, I find I find when you do get that one out of five, that's the ah, the all of all gigs, you know, it makes up for the five bag, four bad gigs before it. You know what I mean? So you're going to you're, you're going to fall off the bike. Everyone falls yeah. off the bike when they're trying to learn, you know. So, hey, you know, yeah, put a baseball card in your spokes and fake the motorcycle. Mm -hmm. You know, just keep pedaling, keep pedaling. That's all. That's all. Keep that's what I forward. tell people. You like that one? Mm -hmm. Keep moving forward. Yes. Keep pedaling. Keep pedaling. Yes. That's all. That's all you can do. That's all you can really do. And and and, and smile. You got to smile because it, it is about you know it's it shouldn't be some oh get so the uh, other 
Yeah, I was, uh, um, you know, yeah. those are the yeah. that you love them to death, but those are the comedians you're after the side going, oh boy. Yes, I know. I know. I, I get we're all trying to perfect our craft, but on the other hand, you got to have a good time because if we're exactly. not having a good time, whoa, whoa, whoa. how what do we, we make people? Yeah, yeah. Nobody's going to laugh at miserable. I mean, I don't know. Well, maybe they would, but I don't know. No, no, it's fun. It's fun. That's what we're here to do. We're there to. Exactly. We're, yes, we're trying to add to the world, make the world a better place exactly. instead of. Instead of making the world some crazy meanness, you know, I, I want to take the meanness out of the world if we can, even if it's just for 10 minutes, you know, just make the world a better place, you know? Exactly. You just explained why I want, why I want to go into comedy. Because I honestly, if I can make someone laugh and forget about their troubles for just those 10 minutes, you know, like let's say someone comes to our open mic and they had a bad day, you know? There's, everything went wrong at work. They're just really tired. They're ready to turn off the day, but they promised their friend they would come. Mm. Like they promised you they'd be here. They promised me, hey, I missed your show three times. I'm going to make it this time. You have my word. And they show up. But again, today's just been a day of hell for them or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know what they go through, but exactly. like I said, and, and that brings me back because remember you asked me in the beginning, why did I get into it? Because I was depressed. I was at the end of my rope. I was just like, how can I, how can I fix this? Be around funny people. Funny right. people are the glue that we're the, we're the medication. We're the doctor. We're like we're the unwritten holistic healers of the world. You know, that's our job to make people laugh. Exactly. And, it's my favorite hobby. Yeah, they saved me. You know, those comedians mm-hmm. made me laugh, and you guys make me laugh. And when I when I see all you know, all you guys and all our friends make me laugh, even if I might sit there and then I'm, it looks like I'm staring at my drink, I'm actually just thinking a thing. You know, my brain's going. I'm laughing. I laugh. I laugh, and, and we did it. We do it. That's what exactly. we do. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So speaking about that, like we said, we did it. You just did a buddy cast. So I did a buddy cast. I like catchy name too, by the way. I like the buddy Thank cast. You. I like that. I Thank like you. that. I thought of it because you know what? Everyone on here is a buddy. Yeah. Everyone in here has a story. Everyone in here has something that makes them unique. Something yeah. that, you know, just pulls them out of the water. Like, you know, if I always I remember when I did a newspaper interview when I was younger. I was quoted in that paper. I have it sitting right up there on my mirror. And there's a quota. And I say, if everyone was the same, how do we be able to tell each other apart? This is right. That's exactly it. Yeah. The world is like a really boring place if everyone was the same. We'd all be robots. We'd be ants. Exactly. It's like comedy, too. If we all had the same styles and everything, if we all just did the same jokes, what would be different about your set and my site, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, that's the beauty of it. Everybody's so different, and everybody's got a thing. Everyone's got a schmickeroo they do, and I like it. I like it. I like it, and I like seeing it grow. I like seeing people getting better. I see you getting better. I see, like, Craig Baxter getting good. Anthony's getting real good, you know? Oh, my God. Everybody's just kind of – I can see their personalities just every month by month. We're leveling up, and, like – our little eerie scenes kind of, we're, we're, you know, give it another year. And boy, we got entertainment cooking for a lot cheaper mm-hmm. than, than the big cities. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah, we're we're on it. We're on it. Yeah. Absolutely. Heavy champion was once a contender who was. 
Well, sure. Here's to give up. So, I mean, yep. Oh, you're the best. Man. Thanks for having me on the buddy. Thank you for here, man. This was it. This was amazing. So, oh, yeah. yeah those well, you, again, those of you who don't know, this is my good buddy, Aaron Forsyth. Me and him have done, I think it's got to be close to at least 80 or something, open mics together. Yeah. At it's, least. It's, yeah. Oh, at, yeah. And yeah. we've yeah. done some shows together. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Chat on the internets. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, this is my buddy Aaron. He does stand-up comedy. Hopefully, when this pandemic is done and the live comedy gets back into action, you can catch both of us on stage. You know, we like to perform in the Erie area. So, um, again, thank you for coming on the show. It was a blast, man. You got it, brother. You got it. You got Stick it. For a minute. I got something to tell you afterwards, but. Well, you do. You got more buddy casts to go. You want to call me or fax me or text me? Uh, I'll just stick around for a second. I'll tell you this in person. I'll tell you huh? this. Don't when I end the broadcast, don't exit. Okay. I'll yeah, just hang on the line. Absolutely. But thank you again for joining BuddyCast. BuddyCast. And go be someone's buddy, you know? Yeah, there's the logo right there. There's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. All right. All right. We'll Love catch you all in the next you. segment. All right. All, all right. right. Take care, everyone.